0: To Jeff Cameron Show, rolling on on the balls. McWednesday. thanks for being here. 933 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Going to be with you on Twitter at J. Cameron Show. If you're in the chat, hello. And if you've been in an accident, call Heisen Legal Law Firm at 813 733 for a free consultation. Just like that. It is the Heisen Legal Chat. How about that, Tom? That's what they do. That's what they do. Worst accident you've ever been in? Single car accident? That was
1: you spinning out in the median, going seventy on the interstate after a rain. Yeah, the car was fine, so technically it wasn't even an incident of any. But time. it scared the
0: bejesus out of you because you were on the cusp of death. I'm sure I thought that I was going to die. Yeah, that's yeah. that's probably one, right?
1: In fact, I was convinced I'd made peace with it. Yeah. In the it's in amazing slow what motion. you should do in slow in motion in one second of time when you feel like time is up. Uh, but probably the worst accident I was in was uh, when I hydroplaned and rear-ended um, the F uh, the what was it called Expedition? I think it was a, yeah, Ford, a Expedition Ford Expedition with a steel bumper with my uh, old Altima, and it was total. I remember
0: when that happened. Yeah, but that wasn't that bad, right? That wasn't the, I mean, I, the car was totaled. The car was totaled, but the cars can be totaled without you ever being in real danger. No, the yeah. only
1: thing that happened to me was uh, my fingers got burnt by the um, the airbags. <laughs> Like, they were pretty well scorched up my, up my hands.
0: Ouch. Yeah.
1: It was my fault, though. I mean, you know, it was the rain's fault, really. I wasn't speeding it was or and you were driving too close. Somebody said, no, I really wasn't. It had um, to have been. It was 100. <laughs> no, man, it was between a hundred and two hundred 200 feet of just skidding. You're, I did, <laughs> I just laughing because I made Matthew laugh. He, yes, he's laughing. <laughs> i admit it if I was driving yeah, too close. Yeah, yeah, dude, Somebody good. said about a month later, why didn't you pull the e-brake? I'm like, oh, thanks, man. Oh, well. I didn't
0: think to. No, you don't have time, man. You don't have time. Uh, by the way, my man Valdez Scantling, Lakewood High School, got released by the Chiefs today. It'll save them twelve million bones. <laughs> what?
1: Twelve million dollars? He was worth twelve million. Uh, to that the was salary not, cap to the salary. That cap, was yeah. not a decision. That's easy. Yeah, it's
0: an easy one. Um, but he's sees another LHS guy. They're everywhere, guys. They're everywhere, Woo! namely in the league. Uh, yes, I failed. Z Chan, my man, T Lang in the house. Should see while should see you while you're down. Uh, First of all, I'm always down. Just a matter just if I'm in Tallahassee, hang out, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we Thank appreciate you Z-Chan, it's great Yeah, Tom is in studio We are, we are, we are live, all of it's good we're, we're here, it's good to be back on This first time the JCS has taken place How cool is it that the first JCS back is with you here live Because yesterday I did Seminole Headlines This is the first JCS since I've been back from Las Vegas I did win money, but not a lot Okay I won $330
1: <laughs> Did you do the, uh, the first roulette wheel? I did And how'd it go? I lost Oh, okay
0: but I was so I was down a hundred. The, so then you made four hundred and thirty dollars. I actually made a lot more than that. At one point I was up considerably, but I lost a lot of that money because I kept gambling, mm. like a man. And I had a great time doing so it. So you paid for one room night. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I had a great time, and uh, I got to go down to Circa, and I got to I stayed at Mandalay Bay. It was great. My wife and I we had a wonderful time. Sphere was awesome. All of it was very cool. We had a grand time, and admittedly, left there with a little walking-around money. So you can't beat that. At least I didn't lose five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. At one point, I was up over two thousand dollars, and I
1: pissed it away. Ooh. I could see why you didn't brag on the, the amount of money that you brought. But on. I
0: won money, so you yeah. know. That's... But I could see
1: why there wasn't a whole lot of gusto because um, <laughs> yeah,
0: you win three hundred thirty. You're
1: not when you're up two k. No, yeah. you could win three thirty, and you got on a heater because you were down eight nine hundred dollars, and you feel great. And you say, you know how much I won? $300? Because I was down a 1000 so I was on a nice little 12-hour run there. My fa- this is going
0: to strike you as odd. My favorite winning moment of the entire weekend in terms of winning money, this is crazy. This, it's the little things in life, Tom. I walked into the sports book at Mandalay Bay. There was a bartender named Sal. Shout-out to Sal. Uh, who I got to know super nice guy of course you know this already you've been to many sports books if you sit at a sports book bar so long as you're gambling they feed you drinks for free so I of course obliged and it was a video poker and a video blackjack and a video wait well, you know they have all the games listed right so I was taking a break from the tables and I sat down to have a margarita and there was basketball on. In fact, it was Ohio State and Michigan State, which turned out to be a buzzer beater—a great shot at the end. It was a great game. And the game, there was like eight minutes to play. Sal came over, said you—you're gambling because he wants to know whether to charge me or not, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna gamble. So I put a twenty.
1: It's true. He wants to know if he's got to charge you. Yeah, or not. He, yeah. He wants Start to know if he's to
0: charge me or not. Yeah. So I put a twenty in the video uh, blackjack poker machine there, and I don't care. I'll get to Zaxby's. I didn't. I didn't care anything about. Um, the results of the $20 that i was putting in there because i was it was going to be made up for by the free drinks that i was going to have while i sat there and played out these little $5 hands on the blackjack table watching this basketball game so one margarita became two i was going to say you didn't have one two margarita. became three and uh, and so on and so i had a good time and i watched the end of that game but i kept winning these little $5 hands 6 hours later so this will make you laugh I just kept winning. My wife wanted to go down and do some shopping or something. So she says, what are you doing? I said, I'm sitting here having a margarita, watching basketball, playing video. Blackjack, what are you doing? She's like, well, I want to go look at this store, and then I'll come back and meet you, and then you and I will go do this, this, and this. Sounds like you got two more hours. So I was like, hey, I'm staying, Sal. And plus, we're rolling Big River. What's the next game? So then we had, and they're all behind me. It's awesome. I was enjoying myself, having a good time. And... Uh, just kept winning and then finally I started getting silly I was like well so now I'm up a 100 bucks on these five dollar hands so then I was like okay well let's bet 50 so I bet the so I bet 50 of the hundred
1: this is I, how they get you folks
0: well then I won it I won that hand so now I'm up big and I'm like well I can play five dollar hands all day and drink for free and watch all these games this is incredible and I'm only walking I'm walking the strip I don't have to drive anywhere so I can get as silly as I want to get
1: you can moonwalk if you want I to. could I could I could
0: I could shimmy. I could do whatever I wanted. So we, anyhow, I got up from the video blackjack machine, and good old Sal and I had become best friends, and we watched a lot of basketball together. And he said, I'll see you tomorrow, Jeff. And I said, I'll see you tomorrow, Sal. And I walked out
1: with $300 for the video blackjack machine. How great is that? It's like when an FCS team beats an FBS team, they get cut a check to do it. So you were drinking for free. Taking up space at the bar, and you got paid $300 to do it. And I tipped him well.
0: Sal oh, well, loved me. Of course me. you did. Sal yeah. did the, yeah, he loved me. And Bill writes, hell yeah, I'm staying, Sal. It never strikes me as a good decision in the long run. <laughs> well, Sal, Sal was funny. He's like, is the wife coming down? I said, she's off shopping. I'm good, Sal. Let's have another margarita.
1: <laughs> I think that's the leader in the clubhouse for the Heisen Lika chat so far for a funniest post. Good job, Bill. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I'm staying south. <laughs> good times. I'm staying south. Kid, I told you, don't stay. Don't, don't do other. Don't to ever yourself. stay.
0: Don't ever stay. No, I stayed. And had a great time. It was. It was all good. Uh, obviously, last hour we touched on it, recapping Florida State wins in basketball, Florida State wins in baseball. The wins just keep on coming. Tom comes back to town. It's wins everywhere. Wins everywhere. Wins. Yeah. Nicely done. Uh, 54 Zaxby's in town today, guys. Mm. 54 to choose from. We'll see if there's more tomorrow. Uh, rumor is they're building 20 more in and about time.
1: I was just showing off the cup while you were telling the story for the visual audience. I wasn't trying to force you into the Zaxby's read mid-story about meeting Sal and drinking for free. that was awesome. Yeah. So was this Zaxby's I had today. It was great.
0: I saw you eating the Zaxby's when I pulled up, and I said, my
1: man is doing it right. Well, I had very, very light breakfast fare today, and I know that we might be going and hitting some golf balls in a bit. So I, I was like, man— it's actually going to touch up in 80s today. I've been used to the, the 30s. Probably need to get a little bit of food. Something better than just a light fare.
0: Yeah, well, you know. That's you, why I said Zaxby's is right. There's never a bad time to do it. Um, <laughs> Steven wants to know the most I've ever won in a, in one sitting. Is that, a, is that a bet with a human being? Or do you want, you're talking about in Vegas uh, at a table? Not a lot. Not compared to the high rollers, man. Um, nothing crazy. I did see a, a guy get approached. This is totally separate. I watched a sucker get approached by a lady of the night at the uh, at the sports bar there. At the sports was there. he
1: aware what he was being? No, no. Okay.
0: And when she got up to go to the bathroom, I told him. Now that's taking a risk because what if it was his wife? That would have been something. Can you imagine the moment that I'm like, "Listen, that's a hooker. "Sir, that is my wife of 22 years."
1: "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> no, but it was so I'm sorry, obvious. sir. What's your name? Des Bryant. This is bringing back a lot of terrible memories. I feel <laughs> like mom, I'm at, I'm that's at the, my mom. I'm at the combine again. No.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I it was fairly obvious and she was annoying and I just, I could tell he was young. He didn't know any better. And I was like, man, he doesn't know it. He's getting played. This is a call girl. Sir, run for the hills. You don't want that kind of attention. Maybe he did. So, what did he say? He kind of looked at me stunned. This is the freedom you have when you're 52 and the guy you're talking to is 24 and you've had a few margaritas and you're winning. You can just say things and he's just kinda like, I don't know how to respond to that. But he he actually looked at me and then I go, I go, I'm just I'm letting you know. I, I couldn't tell if you knew. And he was like, Well, I, I kinda and I was like, Yeah, yeah. He was wondering. <laughs> uh but it was funny because uh, he was flattered. You know that if you stay if you sit any one place for very long, it's gonna happen. It's going to happen. Some are much better at their craft than others, and you're kind of like, I'm not so sure. Others, you're like, well, sweet, Jesus, honey.
1: This is way too obvious. She sounds like Louie Anderson. She's not good (laughs) and subtle in her craft.
0: Uh, But back to the winning ways. Playing the slots. (laughs) Smoking a cigarette. The best ever is... uh, when you're playing, but if you're playing anything, but if you when you stand up from the table, you've been there a while, and you start walking, and you go through the area where they still allow people to smoke, man, people watch it in that area. Playing the slots, they're playing you know nickel and dime slots. They've been there all day. They're rotund. They're smoking like a chip. You're like this. I could watch somebody die today. I could see somebody die if I sit here long enough and just watch this play out. I'm sure the pit bosses do. Oh, people have to kill over all the time. You know, 400-pound woman, chain-smoking cools,
1: just steady-playing dime slots. Or they fall into me when I'm just bothering nobody and sitting at a bar with you. They'll just fall into me. (laughs) It was one of the – I wish,
0: folks, you guys had seen this. It was in Biloxi. Tom and I were together watching Penn State play football, trying to lose a game they had no
1: business. It was the first Thursday night of the season.
0: That's right. And there we are sitting there, and this woman – Got a little off balance, and we, we, we were doing the same thing. We were having a free beer while we were playing video that poker or whatever the hell we were playing, 100%. and I could see her stumbling into Tom, and it was so awesome. It was like slow motion. I didn't see it coming. I had I, no idea. I didn't warn you. And no. I'm, I'm like, this is going to be awesome. I want to see this happen. And Tom lurched forward. Fatty falls. Ooh! And I was like, yes.
1: I thought, I thought it was Eddie. From Gordo's, because yeah, Eddie was, was there. he was on his way over, yeah. He was on his way there, and that would be something he'd do, like shake the chair and be yeah, like, what's making up, brother? It, yeah, make you, know? you nervous. Yeah, he's a big,
0: strong man. So I'm turning around like, hey, Eddie, and then there's this woman uh, on the floor. Fat woman in pink,
1: barely able to survive. She was struggling, and they were like, ma'am, the security ran over. And this other lady was around her. I was going to try and help her up, and she was mad at me. I was like, why are you mad at me? I'm trying to help this woman off the ground. Almost like she thought you tripped her or something. It was uh, awesome. I watched the
0: whole thing play out and didn't say a word. I was just busy laughing. Didn't turn and asking for another beer. Well, well, I was like,
1: look at this. And then the bartender said something to the effect of- She's She'd used... been there since 9 a.m.? Right, but then sh- sh- this is not the first time sh- this had happened to her at this particular well, She falls on a regular basis. He's like she falls a lot or something mm. like that. <laughs> she falls a okay. lot. You don't say. Oh, she right. got here at 9. It's now 8 p.m. Boy, she must lose a lot for you to not kick her out and ban her
0: uh it was it was an all-time moment anyhow there is my wrap-up of vegas the sphere was incredible we had a wonderful time plenty of great food went to a museum had a great time all of it was good the flight back was one of your flights which is uh the one you told me most recently that you've had which is that you were scared for the first time ever on a flight i not not yesterday but uh there was one that you had not all that long ago where you were staring at the uh stewardess to
1: make sure no, flight attendant. She, they call she was over the intercom and her voice cracked, and so did the, yeah, the yeah, and the nervous. pilot's voice had fear in it. Like yeah. this is not me yeah, reading not into it. He's no. like, "Folks, um, we need Buckle people. To sit. Yeah, like, oh.
0: yeah. You don't need to hear that. I, I got nervous too. The winds flying out of Vegas. You're you're in this little area where the mountains are, and you, it it yeah yeah.
1: Yesterday was it dropped and we turned right and I was like, ah, oh, this is not cool. It was a bumpy day yesterday, uh specifically around Georgia. There was a front pushing through. And you knew it was windy last night at the ballgame. Yes, it was. Beautiful at the ball game. But it was stormy and windy in Atlanta. So we had to circle around a couple of times with some with some bumps. Wasn't as bad as uh that one time though.
0: Circling around is
1: nonsense. Yeah.
0: There's nothing worse than the circling around. I get some I wish they wouldn't tell us. You
1: can you can tell most of the time, but I I don't want it confirmed. Well, so yesterday the pilot said that folks we can't do the last collection of trash because we need to have the air uh, flight attendants sit down for their own safety. And I was like, Okay forty seven That's checks for trash, by the way. They There's do. too many. Too many checks. The way he said he said they got to sit down for their own safety. Which, if you read a transcript of it, <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, I don't like this. If you read a transcript yeah. of it, you're scared. But that pilot said it with a it's like oh, a firm handshake. Yeah. I'm like, all right, all yeah, right, it's he's no big fine. deal. He's fine. It was the previous pilot. I was like, folks, I'm like, right. first of all,
0: you can't have a guy with that kind of demeanor, no. even if he knows we're all about to die. I need him to like convince me
1: otherwise. He was David Cutcliffe, captain. Of Delta Airlines. That's who he was. <laughs> he was that, the dead fish. He was the dead fish. He was the dead fish. Or Brady Hoke. Better yet, Brady Ooh. Hoke. Are we going to land? I don't know. I like our landing
0: gear. It's the Jeff Cambridge Show, 933 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Commons Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. It's Jeff Cameron show on a Balls McWednesday, having a good time. It's been fun. It's been fun to get back in the swing here, and it'll be more fun tomorrow as, again, you've got... By the way, the baseball team now travels on the road. Should be a, a fun set of games with different teams from the Midwest getting after it. We'll see if they can sustain this winning streak. Obviously, you want to go as deep as you can uh, and remain undefeated. I referenced it last hour. Give yourself a little wiggle room for th- when things get tough, but also on the heels of a horrible campaign a year ago, anything you can do to infuse a whole bunch of confidence and belief, although it doesn't look like they're lacking any of that based on the way that they react to success uh, on the mound. Uh, I could see that tempered. Uh, Maybe that's just being old. All the yelling in the second inning isn't necessary after a strikeout, but uh, I will say that those guys aren't lacking confidence. They've got more than enough in the rotation right now. Bullpen will be a question mark. We'll see if some of those freshman arms help them out there. Much better defensively than they've been. Deeper, better lineup, bat-to-ball, power, all those things exist. Picking it up, good signs that we're going to be enjoying baseball to bridge the gap to spring football and beyond. That, too, would be exciting. We need it. We'll see if the basketball team can get anything going here with the win last night. Uh, They needed it, they needed it, but really they got to win out pretty much to give themselves a, a shot
1: at anything significant feels weird to say this but just being up north and being embedded up north uh florida state baseball if you're not living in tallahassee right now and you just how do i bridge this period of time till spring football i'm telling you this is something that you want to put on this is something that you want to you know fire up the app because it's never on proper television and just put oh the oh buddy
0: on. i could do the old days thing
1: that in this sense though living where i do it's very nice it serves, oh, sure. it serves a great purpose because I would, I would have zero chance. I would yeah, zero back chance in the day,
0: if you lived in the state, you were much better served by Sunshine Network, Sun Sports, all of those things. There was college baseball on constantly. You'd get every Florida State game, Florida game, Miami game. You'd watch series of those. You could flip around. You got it, right? It was awesome. But had you been in your scenario and had to leave, you would have got none of it. You would have been screwed. So the give and the take of the modern media landscape, that's what you have. Man, you have the ability to download anything, to watch anything on a computer, to have it on an app, to get inside information, to watch these games on repeat if you miss it. It's all available to you at the same time. So few games now available in the world of college baseball compared to what they used to be, meaning in the state, sitting down, broadcast proper. Right? I, I, I don't like that. I mean, let's be honest. I'm not taking shots at anybody here because there's some people who are really good at it, even local. But when you flip around to watch college baseball, if that's your cup of tea, what you're getting is the university's feed a lot of times, and it's a kid trying to become a broadcaster, and most of them are terrible. Not all. Not all. Sometimes you hear a rising star. Truly, you do. And I'll be like, look at that kid's going someplace. But a lot of times you're kind of like, oh my God, they're throwing anybody in
1: there. Yeah, that's that's correct, especially as you play a lot of the teams from – the smaller institutions mm-hmm. around this region, which Florida State has always done a good job of making sure that they hit the road or welcome in some different broadcast crews, but I, you know, I do think and it's not just because we're on the airwaves here in Tallahassee. I didn't think Florida State has a couple of good guys on on the weekend baseball broadcasts. Mm-hmm. Like Aria mm-hmm. does a good job. Aria does a very good job. Um, he did a good job too. I thought he and Chavez did of calling out how terrible replay was the first weekend. Well, or, sorry, this most previous weekend because you had a couple of five minute reviews for simple things. This and is a ongoing got
0: problem in college baseball, and I cannot figure out. Now, listen, replay is the source of much angst for fans everywhere, whether it's the NFL, whether it's in basketball, where they replay everything in the NBA to see if it's this level foul or that level foul or this level foul. Way too many levels of fouls, in my opinion. It either is or it isn't. But uh, the bottom line is there's all of that there. Um, but in college baseball in particular, it's as if they've never heard – of the process of review. So it's like the second somebody says, let's take a look at something, the umpires are all, oh, do you know how to work this?
1: It is unreal the amount of time it takes them to see if a ball is fair or foul. And then they go into the dugout and they fire up a Packard bell from 1996. And it takes a minute. You hear the, it's almost like wheezy was for you as it fires up. That's the only way that it could take that long. I still have wheezy. Do you? I haven't fired her up
0: in years, two or three years since we left, but I, I should try it, yeah. You should try. She's still there. She's in the closet somewhere. Good for Wheezy. That Amongst actually, many things that probably needed to be thrown out ages ago.
1: That gives me hope that Wheezy's still out there. <laughs>
0: she may end up... Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to try this weekend. I'll press it.
1: There was a safe out call at first base, it was obvious, and it did take between four and five minutes. And it's just, there are so many crews that are afraid to criticize the process. I was, I was impressed, because typically you get state-sponsored media in this situation because it's what the university rolls out there. But this was an honest moment of, this sucks. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. Something to note about
0: state-sponsored media, Pravda, uh, is something we should all be vigilant about in the sports world. I'm not about to get political here. This is this is sports-related. This is the one-to-three slot, people. <laughs> uh, but here you go. I saw... You know, Peter King is retiring, right? He announced his retirement. And he did a good job uh, in explaining the process and why he was retiring and all this. Did several interviews. But he was asked um, several questions regarding NFL media today. And, the, and he's, This is a man who's done it for over 40 years, and, and as much as I made fun of Fat Peter back in the day because my mom would beat him in picks and all that, uh, the bottom line is he's done a great job for a very long time in covering the league, and he had a lot of connections, inside information, over 40-plus years of covering his sport and being on location for these big games and at, at the Combine before it was popular and all those things. He had access to coaches. They would talk to him. He would talk to GMs. He'd talk to owners. So you knew the information he was giving and doling out, for the most part, was was accurate or at least an opinion of somebody in the league, right? Um, Those insightful observations will be missed. Anytime any of these legends retire, it will be missed because these were guys who were real journalists and went about the, now eventually they morph into talking heads and other things, but they were real journalists at one time, and they understand how the process works. Quote from Peter King. And I fear this about college, too, by the way. I think this is where it's headed. Because teams want control of the message. Universities want control of the message. Obviously, programs throughout college football have already enacted this. You see it in the NFL all the time as well.
1: The Baltimore Orioles will put you in prison if you don't speak (laughs) to their message.
0: For making a reference about the Orioles beating the Rays at Tropicana for the first time in a long time, which was factually accurate and documented in the statement and wasn't the crooks of the point, just that how well the Orioles have played lately, and they, yeah, suspended them. Thankfully, there was backlash to that. All right, quote, My fear also is the expansion of NFL media and contraction of independent beat people covering local teams. I don't go that far as to call it Pravda. I do think there are some excellent beat people working for team sites now. It does happen. But when Roger Goodell signs your paycheck, you know there's only so far you can go when stories get to be sensitive, asked Jim Trotter. And started thinking about this. That is true of Adam Silver, Gary Bettman, Rob Manfred, all of those guys when, it, when they're writing your paycheck, you're not going to hear guys do what, frankly, I do or what others have done in the past in calling out Florida State or anybody else. Coaching decisions, making mistakes, whatever it might be. If you work for a network that pays one of those leagues for broadcast rights, for example, you're really not going to be free to say a thing. And eventually we all have to because journalism has died and you can't make a living being a newspaper man much anymore unless you're in a major, major city. And so the trend will be because of this, because the the, the race for clicks and all those other things, we've just watched the further bastardization of very real and fair criticism take place of any of these teams or programs,
1: and it's tough. Well, that, that's why I find, as a consumer of professional sports, that the press conference itself is the thing to watch because yeah. then you can derive for your own self about tone, about the way a question was asked. Was this unfair? Was this an ambush? So should I take the side of the coach? Or was the coach just being... A jerk, lack of a better term. Paranoid. Right. For no reason. You know, like watch these exchanges yourself. Yeah. Like that's what's replacing the beat report and the journalism. Now, thankfully, we do both here at Warchan TV, which you can like and subscribe to right now. Yeah. We can have the opinion, but we'll also bring you the press conferences. But that's that's the modern day. And we've got beat reporters. We've got a website dedicated to it. But in professional sports, it's so hard, man. Like, for example, our hockey team. There are no beat reporters anymore. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. The the, the one from the the newspaper, eh, they used to have two or three people dedicated to it, one for the Athletic. That experiment failed miserably for the Athletic. They've got a couple of teams that might have a beat reporter, but their goal was to have local sports everywhere, and it failed. So, Peter's right. It's in professional sports, it's waning.
0: Yeah, it is waning. And it's very frustrating because there were guys that did it and did it well, women who did it as well, and you could count on them. You know, if you ever went to like ussportspages.com back in the day, especially when I was starting out, you could get a sense of the local feel for a coach, a player, a team, how because there were five to six beat reporters covering the Bucks or the Bengals or the Seahawks or whomever it might have
1: been. So I can tell you, I have an athletic subscription, and the main reason I got it was twofold. It was for Lightning reports and Mets reports because they had two really good beat reporters for both teams. The Lightning guy left, moved to Minnesota to cover the Wild. Now the Wild has two beat reporters. That franchise is worth nothing, but clearly, well, they're it's damn the near state Canada, of It makes sense. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. known as the state of hockey. But on the way out, they were, you know, they assured Lightning readers that there was going to be some coverage. There hasn't been zero. There's been no coverage. Now, I keep it because the Mets have two beat reporters because there's enough interest in baseball in New York. But you just you watch how it happens, and I'm sure Peter sees a lot of that because he, he takes the time. This is the thing he gets credit for. He takes the time to travel to each one of these camps, each one of these places. That is correct. He always gets on a plane and goes somewhere, which is good.
0: Yeah, and his answer as to why he retired was that he said, quote, uh, during the coaching carousel and the documentation of who was looking at which coach and where and what was the best fit – He was trying to document all that and said at one point, you know, I just don't care. It's one of the great answers ever. He goes, I just don't care who any of these people hire. I'm tired and I don't care. It doesn't mean anything. Peter King has just decided that's it. That's the most honest answer you're going to get. That's when you knew. He said five years ago, I used, I couldn't wait to get to the combine and talk about the rumors and who was going to get hired here and fired and who was going to be on the hot seat. And what. And then he's like, the last couple of years, I've kind of been like, okay, okay I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. I'll be dead soon. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. It's... All-time funny. Attention Florida. Are you a victim of an auto accident? We introduce our live chat sponsor, Heisen Legal Law Firm, dedicated to representing injured clients statewide. If you've been in an accident, call Heisen Legal Law Firm at 813-803-0733 for free consultation. Remember, there's no cost to you unless they win. Your interest comes from uh, first with Heisen Legal Law Firm, I should say. The name you can trust for justice, call 813-803-0733 now or visit com. Heist Law Firm, at your advocate in times of need, offices, Tampa.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Hey, Seminoles, we all know how important it is to score in the red zone, but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone? Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. Whether making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30 plus years of planning experience and world class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to com. Now, that's one word. I think would be since we were on that number before ten, right? You think ten? Eleven? Ten probably. I think it's ten. Somebody asked before answering that via Twitter.
1: What is this? Players drafted? Yeah,
0: players drafted. I, I I don't think we're getting more than ten.
1: Yeah, Keem Dent is Keem Dent and Fabo, I think, are the two that could put you over ten. Think Jordan gets drafted? Yes. Yeah, I think five on offense. That's that's the way I get to calculate in quick these days is there's five on offense, you've got your uh you got your quarterback, your starting running back, your two receivers and Jaheim Bell. So there's five. You got Verse, you got Fisk. That's seven. You got Deloach. That's eight. You got Renardo. It's nine, and then you've got Bethune, Fabo, Dent.
0: Been interesting to see where uh, there have been some some knocks on old uh, Deloach. Um, I think that has to do with football stuff, and nothing to do with overall NFL caliber athleticism. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll yeah, get drafted he can, as a special because he can guy. he can really go
1: yeah, a special teams guy and a rotational linebacker, and then you see what he grows into. Like I think it was Ira weeks ago. We've talked about this, but the Geno Hayes comp was a good one. His, yeah, undersized, uh, undersized can really run, can run.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's been frustrating where when you look at I, I, that, that you know how I am. I, I don't like to dwell on this. I'm really hoping that we see improved linebacker play this year. There were moments in times where the two linebackers, Bethune and Deloach, were good. The consistency from game to game, series to series, has not been there in some time at linebacker, in my opinion. Um, now, You know, the easiest thing in the world to do there is to, for me, obviously, to blame Randy Shannon. And I do. But, admittedly, I don't know that we've had uniquely gifted linebackers here in a while. Uh, We've had some talented kids. We certainly had kids who worked hard and played hard. We've had some kids that would suffice, uh, that maybe within the league were pretty good players. But not NFL caliber, soon to be dominant figures at at linebacker we just haven't had it
1: this is where i get excited I, i'm sad that it's not happening this week say it it's uh the final tour of duty you know we get we get access to that as media members you guys get to go late next week yeah to go see because i'm really fascinated to hear about sean murphy how he moves at linebacker i want to see what your thoughts are because i'm assuming you're going to meander that way i'm going to spend look. most of my time looking yeah. over there yeah because Nicholson, one more year in the weight room, see what he looks like body type-wise. He has the frame to be large enough to be he's a good linebacker in at this level. He's, he's got to get bigger, yep. He's, so he'll do well in these drills, I would think, because he is good in coverage. But then from there, I think Justin Cryer's got a shot. I think he's got a shot, too. The Murphy kid, I'm really excited about, yep. obviously. Anybody recruited the linebacker at Alabama? You know what Lundy is. He's a run-stuffing linebacker. That's what he is. Early down linebacker. If he develops into anything more, it's a pleasant surprise. But that's good enough. That's good enough. So if you're going to have a 3-4 man rotation, that's good enough. But where are the other answers coming from? And how springy does Murphy look as a linebacker? I can't wait to hear the reports.
0: (sighs) Buddy, that's the first thing I'm going to look for elsewhere regarding Florida State. Asked this question a few times yesterday. I told everybody that uh, would listen. I don't think anything that is uh, earth-shattering or newsworthy in the sense of a change or a shift in tenor or information was going to come out of it. But just so you know, the ACC did file a brief in North Carolina courts yesterday in opposition to Florida State's motion to dismiss or stay its case, uh, that is the latest of the legal filings and uh, not surprising. Uh, the ACC outlined why the case should, st- should stay in North Carolina, reiterating that it's appropriate uh, the appropriate venue for a dispute over a North Carolina contract to be decided, they filed suit against the Florida State Board of Trustees, as we know, back on the 21st, seeking declaratory judgment. We've already documented this. Don't want to get into the weeds with that. In defense of the grant of rights, is why they did that. Florida State, um, in the meantime, uh, in its motion to dismiss, uh, the Board of Trustees argued the ACC lawsuit was a race to the courthouse and fundamentally flawed. We've talked about that. Um, the ACC, in response during this brief that they filed yesterday, argued, "Hey, listen, guys, we had no choice to file, the, but to file that lawsuit first. We were trying to protect our grant of rights. is why we did it." So they're responding to four states saying, "Nice move on a Friday before we've ever. Oh, this is not an adversarial relationship. Everybody is everybody. It's equal footing. But you get and file suit against us on a Friday afternoon before we file suit against you on that Saturday. Hmm, seems." Seems odd. Seems odd. Well, we had no choice once we got wind that this may be the direction you were going to. We have to protect our grant of rights. Quote, there is nothing improper about a party seeking to protect its rights by filing first, the ACC argued. In addition, the ACC argued that North Carolina court should not defer to the Florida court the way the Florida State is asking them to do because FSU has not met its burden to show substantial injustice. Here's all you really know. Uh, Need to know, really. Um, There is no court. The ACC filed its motion to dismiss. They did this. They wanted to stay in the Leon County court case as well. But no court hearing has been set yet for that case. Let's wait and see what happens there.
1: It's going to be slow, I think, over the next month or two. Yeah, But we'll see what... I think by the summer we'll have some clarity because at that point, you know, June, July... If it's not out in the public, we're going to catch whispers about a settlement. I mean, we want to be done. We want to be done, and we want this to be our last year. So that is when push comes to shove, is right around the kickoff time. That's when we've heard some earth-shattering announcements in the past. Mm -hmm. But I think the spring might be a little slow. I could be wrong. Maybe we wake up tomorrow, and they came to a number, and they say $185 million sold. Florida State's out. That would be great, but I, I just I don't think so.
0: One thing, we'll get into this tomorrow. I've been doing some reading about this, and I find a few of these topics interesting regarding the private equity stuff that people have kind of tried to get to the bottom of. Um, It's not like, you know, in the beginning when you heard all that stuff, it's not like PIF. It's not like the Saudis. It's not like LIV. It's not that
1: kind of thing, but people associate it. That's what they associate it with. That's been an internet joke, as I recall. Florida State's going to get Saudi money. Right, Yeah, right.
0: it there there's there's stuff to get into here uh regarding um like the the scope of the investment, what it would be, how much money, and what it would be based on and some of those items have already been kind of listed um in public documents uh you can there are redacted spreadsheets that you can look up but where things not everything is redacted and it gets into the relationship uh the marketing and merchandising revenue that would that would go back to the the investor, the private equity, right? Yeah, yeah. So it gets into concessions at all athletic events and facilities. It gets into concert rental and sponsorships at the stadium. It gets into premium experiences at football and basketball games. It gets into sales and distribution of merchandise. So you start to figure out what it's for yeah. and how they make their money back and how much Florida State is asking for if if
1: if in fact that all comes to pass it's a chicken or the egg thing where if you look at the cycle and you draw like the little it's almost like a recycle sign what's the gap in the middle the gap in the middle is the fact that florida state is leaving the conference you don't get private equity without a guarantee that we're going to be in a conference where there's going to be greater revenue coming in so they get their money back they're not going to go into business on a hope so the idea being that like, if Florida State were to announce tomorrow, independent of these lawsuits, that they, they've they secured private equity and relationship... they're leaving, yes. That is the announcement that they're leaving, that that it's done, that it's in the past. You don't get this money without an assurance to the private equity group that they're going to get their money back because there's more money coming in from being in the Big Ten or the SEC. And that private equity group gets a stake.
0: Right. So, it starts with a partnership. So, there's a sale by FSU... For a portion of its marketing and merchandising business, to the so like that's three million dollars, let's say, and then what does that get you? That like that big picture, this is what we're talking right. about. Right, it's yes. collateral. Yes. It's like I
1: I need I need the money up front. Here's what we're going to promise you over the next period of time. Now, if they can do it without private equity, they will do it without private Correct. equity. But this is, it is. Not a, a full emergency measure, but it, I mean, it, it's a measure of a very motivated Florida State University if they have to enlist this. It also would hint to me that the, the number for the settlement's a little higher than they hoped. Like, I don't think you enroll the currently, help of, of, currently. like in today dollars. But the other thing I go back to is, and I think you and Andy Staples were talking about this. But let's not forget that Oklahoma and Texas are paying off, it's a lot less money, yes. but against future disbursements of revenue. That's correct. They didn't have to come up with the cash at the signature of the settlement with the Big 12. It was against future earnings. So if Florida State could settle with the ACC, and maybe they can't, because a settlement costs more money and we could, we could pay less a lump sum now to get out of it free and clear. But if it's against future earnings, I don't know that you need a whole lot of help from private equity.
0: I'm fascinated by this, and the one thing about the private equity stuff that we can get into is that the more you read about it, I am no expert, and so I'm reading and trying to vet and ask people who are in the know, but the more that, one of the things that scares people about that is the huge returns, typically, for the for the investing, for the, for the private equity group. They don't do it otherwise, and when you're just looking, you have to have a sample number, and I'm not going to do the math here, but- the partnership would yield, obviously, what Florida State wants out of this. FSU's interest in the partnership, but the investment group, let's say, would get somewhere in the neighborhood of, of by the time it was all paid back,
1: forty-two percent in return. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Here is it's massive. You don't get a yes from this type of lender, if if you want to call it a lender. Like you don't get a loan. Unless they know, oh,
0: we're getting it all back. We're good for it, and
1: we better be beyond proving that we're good for it. They're not going to say yes to a hope. So, the fact that they're enlisting this tells me uh, we all know we're leaving. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. But this is another point of proof that if we're enlisting the help of private equity and they're taking us seriously, they know that there's a new source of revenue coming, and it's called being in the power too. I can't wait.
0: There are people gonna be like, "Yes, sir. Don't mind if we do. We'll take a sweet for life. <laughs> <laughs> we own your ass now." Kind of fun to read about, actually. I was doing that last night. I was like, "Man, this gets deeper and deeper and deeper." And the more I read, the more I'm like, oh, "I got to read this too," and "I got to read this too." So I have some basis of understanding here. Makes sense, though.
1: Quick side point: you know how things like this bother me? I was getting to the math of the draft picks. I didn't include Jerry on before. I get killed for not including Jerry on. That's when you get to twelve or thirteen in total candidates. Yeah. But when I was listing out nine or. But 10, we're gonna
0: we're gonna concede that somebody will just not have interest in a guy that we thought they would, and they may have interest in another guy that we yes didn't yeah so
1: I think it's a fair trade. But you got to add him in there because ten is a little bit more. He's comfy. getting drafted, by the way. That's what I'm saying. You get to ten a hell of a lot more comfortably with Jerry on Jones as part of your candidate list.
0: Uh, he's getting in. He is – he's uh, He's going to get drafted. He's had a good year. He did well in workouts. He is long and physical. He's got a chance. He's going to make it. He's going to end up having a better career. Man, there's a certain guy on these boards sometimes. It was hard on him. It'll be fun to see <laughs> just how uh, – uh, what he says. No, that's
1: true. So, we would both agree, like, Jordan Travis would be the one that's most up in the air about getting drafted on offense because of health.
0: Yeah, I mean. Like, your other four yeah. guys
1: are getting. I mean, Jordan, I think, is going to get drafted. But if you're if you're talking about percentage chances, yeah, Jordan know. would be the lowest. Okay, so on defense. That's five. So, on defense, Jared, yes. Fisk, yes. Renardo, yes. on yes. Two linebackers and a team. Did you say Fabo? And Fabo. So there you go. I don't know about both linebackers. No, I'm. No, I'm not saying that they're you're all getting about, drafted. You're I'm just. About I'm draft adding eligible. It yeah, 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 yeah. So your yeses on defense are your two defensive linemen mm-hmm. are on and Renardo, mm-hmm. right? So you're at nine before we get into yeah. Will they the, the, won't the, they?
0: the Jordan's thing is interesting. I. I hope he does. I hope he does. I mean, you know, he'll interview awesome. And if you take a flyer on him in the sixth or seventh round, and you know you don't need him anytime soon, and you can let him develop be on the practice squad he's gonna be a pros pro for the right offense he's the backup
1: you yeah 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 you know he'll be professional i would love to throw if he's fully healthy i would love to throw him an opponent in in a weird spot i've got a guy who's banged up it's a short week or whatever and i'd throw in jordan at you that's a tough dude to prepare for in a short setting because he does have a really strong arm and he has got a good arm he's i think well the D-Rob tape proved it. There's some mistakes about being late with the ball, He's but his arm, the ball. his arm strength overcame the hesitation. His, his, his
0: arm strength is not negative. It's right. just not.
1: Well, and the problem is the guy who's about to succeed. He's so got him a much better is, arm. Much better arm. Good yeah. God, that's yeah. an arm. Yeah.
0: Good work out of you, sir. We'll do it again tomorrow from yeah. right here in these studios. Good work, director. Thanks for being here, everybody. It's been a pleasure to be back with you. Peace.